0: بسم الله والصلاه والسلام على رسول الله وعلى اله وصحبه ومن والاه ومن اهتدى بهديه واستنى بسنته الى يوم لقائه اما بعد welcome dear brothers and sisters to another blessed lecture blessed gathering from our daily lectures We ask allah subhanahu wa ta'ala by these lectures by all our means and by the means of our good deeds to supplicate Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to forgive our sins and to forgive us to accept our repentance to increase us in knowledge to make us from the winners in dunya and akhirah. and we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in this time to remove this pandemic and to remove these uh, plague and heal and cure all our brothers and sisters all over the world and bring ease to all humanity. We continue the series that we started about the month of Sha'ban, taking some benefits and taking some lessons about this month. We had in the last lectures some reasons and some wisdoms behind The fast of the Prophet of the month of Sha'ban, and when we say the word Sha'ban, our mind go and think of the month of Ramadan, the holy month, the month of blessings, the month of Quran, the month of Tarawih, the month of charity, the month of all sorts of goodness. We ask Allah Subhanahu wa Taala to make us reach the month of Ramadan and benefit from it and have the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in that month Our pious predecessors as ibn al-Fadl alayhi rahmatullah said they used to supplicate Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and ask him to make them reach the month of Ramadan for 6 months then after having the mercy and the grace of living and reaching the month of Ramadan they ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for 6 months to accept what they did in the month of Ramadan this is because our pious predecessors they understood the value and the virtues of the month of Ramadan when they realized that this month is the real month of winning the month of competition in goodness when people have competition for dunya in business and in all sorts uh, running after money the pious and the wise people have their competition in good deeds And when we talk about the month of ramadan and all the goodness when we see these pious generations asking allah subhanahu wa ta'ala six months just to re- leave and reach the month of ramadan because they know if they reach it, they will reach a month of mercy and the reward multiplied. And after the month of Ramadan, they ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for six months that their deeds will be accepted. Because they know if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept one night, which is Laylatul Qadr, it will be like worshiping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for more than 83 years. Imagine one night worth 83 years of worship. So if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept, you will be the winner. So these people, these past generations, they used to ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala six months. Their goal is to have the deeds of Ramadan accepted. And Yahya ibn Kathir alayhi rahmatullah said that they used to supplicate Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala As well, Allahumma salimni ila Ramadan, wa li Ramadan, wa Tasallimhu minni mutaqabbala. It's all about reaching Ramadan and uh, like be, dedicate time and have enough and give enough time to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in Ramadan and that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept what we did in Ramadan. It's how our pious generations used to uh, supplicate Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the more Ramadan approaches, the more the salaf used to increase in ibadah. Because uh, Ramadan has this high stature and this big value. For all these reasons, Sha'ban is the last step before the month of Ramadan. And it's why, another reason, why it's good to increase in Ibadah in the month of Sha'ban. And it's another reason with the reasons that we had in the previous lessons. That we said the actions in Shaban, the deeds of people are taken up to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And Shaban is a month that people don't pay much attention. And we had a lot of benefits about these two points. And another one is that this month of Shaban comes before the month of Ramadan. So we are too close to the month of Ramadan. Imam Ibn Rajab Al-Hambali alayhi rahmatullah he was talking in his book about some virtues of fasting and doing good deeds in the month of Sha'ban. He said, they said, it means the scholars, قِيلَ فِي صَوْمِ شَعْبَانَ أَنَّ صِيَامَهُ كَالْتَمْرِينِ عَلَى صِيَامِ رَمَضَانِ يَدْخُلَ فِي صَوْمِ رَمَضَانَ عَلَى مشقة وكلفة. He said the scholars say that fasting the month of Sha'ban is like training for fasting the month of Ramadan. So the person doesn't find it very hard to fast the month of Ramadan. So you have like a training before the month of Ramadan. And find the sweetness of fasting. Because at the beginning, it's hard. The struggle, the scholars... Uh, they say if you struggle before Ramadan when Ramadan comes you are fasting uh, and used to fast and you will find it smooth and you will continue uh, your days focusing with other things and increasing in Ibadah not you will pass few days of Ramadan waste some days you are still struggling to get used to and have uh, the right routine but that routine you already had it in the previous month of Sha'ban, and another point that Imam Ibn Rajab al-Hanbali alayhi al-Rahmatullah said about the virtues of fasting in the month of Sha'ban, he he said, <coughs> "وَلَمَّا كَانَ شَعْبَانَ كَالْمُقَدِّمَةِ لِرَمَضَانَ شُرِعَ فِيهِ مَا يُشْرَعُ فِي رَمَضَانَ مِنَ الصِّيَامِ وَقِرَاءَةِ الْقُرْآنِ لِيَحْصُلَ التَّأْهُبُ لِتَلَقِي رَمَضَانَ وَتَرْتَاضَ النُّفُوسُ بِذَلِكَ عَلَى طَاعَةِ الرَّحْمَنِ". So, uh, he said another thing, that شعْبَان is like the introduction for the month of Ramadan. So, it is legislated in, the, in our religion to do same deeds that we do in Ramadan. Because a lot of people, because we have a hadith about the Prophet ﷺ fasting, they think only fasting is the action that we do in the month of Sha'ban, and inshallah we will come back to this point. The ahadith about the Prophet وسلم, fasting and doing good deeds in the month of Sha'ban, we have it in many narrations. Imam al-Bukhari and Imam Muslim narrated in their books, in Sahih, Sahih al-Bukhari and Sahih Muslim. Aisha radiallahu anha, she said, the Prophet وسلم, used to fast, Till we think or we say he, he doesn't eat. So he doesn't break his fast at all. So the Prophet ﷺ used to fast sometimes continuously till they think he is fasting all the days. Then sometimes the opposite. Sometimes he doesn't fast till we think he doesn't fast uh, extra fast. نوافر. And she said, وما رأيت الله صلى الله عليه وسلم استكمل صيام شهر قط I never saw the Prophet ﷺ fast a month completely the whole month except the month of Ramadan. وما رأيته في شهر أكثر منه صيام في شعبان. and I didn't see him fast in a month more than he fast in Shaban. so Ramadan, the whole month it's a must. Shaban, she said Aisha, she said that It's the month that she noticed and saw the Prophet fasting the most of it. Imam Muslim in his narration he said, He used to fast all Sha'ban or most of it. The other narration, Riwayat Tirmidhi, Um Salama, another wife of the wives of the Prophet, she said, she said the Prophet used to fast Shaban Most of it except a little bit Or he used to fast it all And she uh, رَضِيَ اللَّهُ عَنْهَا Salama, And this is one of the benefits And one of the wisdoms behind The Prophet having many wives Every wife of the wives of the Prophet teaches Teach us more sunnah they used to focus and see the prophet sallallahu his practice in ramadan in the prayers and they gave us a lot of knowledge especially aisha radhiyallahu anha the one she was the youngest one and she was very smart and Allah Subhanahu wa Taala chose all these wives for the Prophet Sallallahu wa So Umm Salama, in the other narration of Tirmidhi and Nasai, said, "I did not see the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu fasting two months continuously except Sha'ban and Ramadan." So she means that nearly or he used to fast Shaban and Ramadan without this connection. And this is as general because we will have the other narrations. So from these ahadith of Aisha Anha, from the narrations of Umm Salama Anha, the Prophet used to fast Sha'ban all of it or most of it. But Aisha and Umm Salama and uh, ibn Abbas Radiallahu Anhum, they all said that the Prophet didn't use to fast any month, the whole of it except the month of Ramadan. So any other month we have virtues of fasting the prophet used to fast most of these months but not the totality and all the month and including the month of Sha'ban. and there are wisdoms behind fasting all that much before the month of ramadan We know that fasting Ramadan is one of the pillars of Islam. It's compulsory. It's obligatory to fast the month of Ramadan with the conditions that inshallah we learn, inshallah when we start learning the rulings of fasting. So fasting for the people who can do it with the conditions, they have to fast, the Muslims have to fast the month of Ramadan. And seeking closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is to be done first by the obligations. We cannot imagine, for example, someone, he say, I will fast the month of Sha'ban because the Prophet sallallahu used to fast it. It's very good deed and big rewards. And inshallah, if I'm able, I will fast six days of the month of Shawwal after Ramadan. But Ramadan this year, I cannot be bothered. I'm not going to fast the month of Ramadan. We cannot imagine this. We have to do first faraid. We have the famous hadith Qudusi and we said many times hadith Qudusi are a hadith where the Prophet ﷺ say what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said. Because the saying of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala they are in two categories. Some of them we find them in Quran and some of them in Sunnah. The ones we find in Qur'an, they are Qur'an. The ones in Sunnah, they are called Hadith Qudusi. When the Prophet ﷺ said, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, there are many differences between them. Qur'an, we use it in our prayers. We recite Qur'an in our prayers. But Hadith Qudusi, it's saying of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But we cannot pray with Hadith Qudusi. Another, just a few of them, because there are many differences. Qur'an... We are thousand percent, hundred percent, that Quran is authentic. The authentic narrations of Quran, the, for example, the ten famous recitations, al العشر المتواترة, what we recite, رواية حفص عن عاصم, these narrations, they are authentic. We don't have any doubt about any حركة. الحمدو, not الحمداء. So we have even with حركات. الحمد لله رب العالمين. No one can bring another narration. Some of uh, verses, as most of you know, we have different ways to recite it and all from Sunnah, Maliki or Maliki Yawmiddin, Ihdinas Sirata Al-Mustaqim with Saad, Say, or Ihdinas Sirata Al-Mustaqim with Sin, or Ihdinas Ziraata Al-Mustaqim, as the Arabs used to recite. So these are recitations of Quran, but Quran is authentic. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said that he will protect Qur'an. And for a hadith some of them are authentic, some of them are good, some of them are uh, weak. So they are a hadith. We apply the rules of the science of hadith. So we will have some authentic hadith Qudusi. We have weak hadith Qudusi. We have fabricated hadith Qudusi that people innovate and create and uh, fabricate so when we apply the rules of hadith we have different types so we accept some hadith and we reject some hadith in one of these blessed hadith qudusiyah the Prophet ﷺ says that Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala says which means my servant my slave is not to see closer to me with anything better than fara'id So the best thing that we see closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, if we want to please Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, if we want to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we have always to start with faraid. I give another example. We gave the first one of Ramadan, which is very big and clear example. You cannot, for example, fast Sha'ban and live the month of Ramadan without... Another example, can you imagine someone praise Sunnah al-fajr the Sunnah, or pray ratiba before dhuhr before dhuhr we have Sunan al-rawatib we know that the prophet ﷺ says whoever prayed 12 rak'a for sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Allah will build a house for him in Jannah these 12 we pray 2 before fajr so we have 2 Sunnah and the fajr the compulsory faridah Two before it is what uh, we have two, for zohr we pray four before Dhuhr and two after Dhuhr. For maghrib we pray two after maghrib, for aisha we pray two after aisha. These are twelve raka. We cannot imagine a Muslim praying this rawatib and neglecting. if someone pray the four before Dhuhr, they say no, I'm not praying Dhuhr today. We can't imagine the opposite someone say today I'm praying just fara'id but we cannot imagine someone praying nawafil and neglecting fara'id same it's why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said in the hadith qudusi my servant is not to see closer to me with anything or with anything better than fara'id and my servant see closer to me with uh, nawafil till I love him and the rest of hadith so if you want that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala love you after performing fara'id you do nawafil and when we say after doesn't have to be after in time it means in priority in your mind in your head faridah if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives me ability I will do it then if I can not do before nawafil before and after it is Very good to do so. For prayer, we come back to the example of Dhuhr. For example, we have uh, Rawatib before. We pray four Raka'ah before Dhuhr. We pray them. The best is to pray two Raka'ah, do Taslim, then another two Raka'ah, Taslim, then we pray Dhuhr. And after Dhuhr, we pray two Raka'ah. And it is permissible to do two before Dhuhr and four after Dhuhr, as the scholars say. So, we notice that there are some ibadah that we do before and after <clears throat> same for the month of ramadan because it's blessed month and great month and season of fasting allah subhanahu wa ta'ala legislated for us to fast before and after it's nearly the same so if we pray before dhuhr and after dhuhr rawatib we pray we fast before ramadan and after ramadan Before the month of Ramadan, the Prophet ﷺ used to fast the month of Sha'ban. And after the month of Ramadan, we have the six days of the month of Shawwal. These Nawafil before Ibadah and after Ibadah, they have a lot of wisdoms. One of them is to get used to Ibadah. To get used to Ibadah. Because we can imagine that a lot of us we live fasting for months maybe after Ramadan we fast the 6 days of Shawwal. maybe then we fast Ashura and one day before or one day after we fast the day of Arafah or few days of the month of the Hijjah and we know these blessed days and maybe we fast 3 days of every month but sometimes we leave fasting for few months. So if imagine if they tell you tomorrow is the first day of Ramadan, and we imagine we give example someone he didn't fast for eleven months since last Ramadan didn't fast any day. Tomorrow it will be very hard to start fasting. So for this reason. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala legislated for us, and the Prophet sallallahu legislated in his sunnah, fasting before the month of Ramadan. This is one, another wisdom behind fasting the month of Sha'ban. So to get used to fast. And when Ramadan comes, we are, you, we are used to fast the month of Ramadan. So this is very important to notice this wisdom and this lesson because we give another example a lot of people get bored of ibadah easily if we look to the mistake they have done we notice that they pass quickly and suddenly from nothing to everything a lot of muslims they are far from the way of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala they leave the mosques they don't fast Nawafil. They don't give in charity. We don't talk about Nawafil. We talk about faraid. Maybe they do. Just few of them. Then in one day, in the first day of Ramadan, so if you see the last day of Sha'ban and the first day of Ramadan, you will find a very big difference. In the last day of the month of Sha'ban, the mosque is empty. The Quran books are in the shelves. Uh, everything is as usual. Then the next day, the first day of Ramadan, sometimes you will not find a place to pray in the mosque. The Fajr prayer full. Taraweeh, you will not find a place where to pray Taraweeh. Everyone where alhamd, is praying and fasting and everyone is coming back to the way of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and it is something very good and we encourage. But what we want to encourage more and more and more is to increase slowly because if we go we change suddenly and quickly it will have the effect in the future because we see in ramadan that the first week of ramadan the mosques are full tarawih full everything as you desire and as you wish for your brothers and sisters but after one week two weeks of ramadan people start decreasing The best of them are those who finish the month of Ramadan. And sometimes you will be amazed. One day, just one day after the end of Ramadan, you will not believe that it's the same mosque. You will not believe they are the same people. You will not believe this person was the person who was praying and fasting and coming for Taraweeh the whole month of Ramadan. They will go back to the bad habits. What's the problem if we study the case? We were not prepared for the month of Ramadan And we were not used to ibadah So the best for us If we want to increase in ibadah Is to do it slowly and gradually Because as the Prophet He said The Prophet Sallallahu came home once and he found a woman with his wife Aisha anha. then aisha started giving compl- uh, compliments and saying nice things about this woman she said this woman is like the speech of the town everyone is talking about this woman she worships allah subhanahu wa ta'ala she prays too much the prophet alayhi sallam, he he will be pleased and happy to uh, listen and have the news that this woman is a good worshipper and she prays that much but the prophet sallallahu Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave him knowledge and wisdom. He told her, عليكم You are required to take upon yourself only what you can carry out easily. Then the Prophet said, By Allah, Allah does not withhold His mercy and forgiveness of you until you neglect and give up. Give up doing good deeds. So, uh, if we start increasing gradually, we will get used to it and every time we have this amount of ibadah it becomes our routine and our normal so if uh, I didn't fast at all I start fasting a few days of the month of Shaban when Ramadan comes uh, I'm used to fast if I didn't recite any Quran I don't wait till the first day of Ramadan then I want to read like 5 juz a day it's good if I can't do it. But it's hard and it's easy to live. And Ramadan, we need to remember that Ramadan is like a school. Ramadan is a school where we learn to increase in ibadah. Ramadan teaches us how to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala after Ramadan. If we start increasing gradually, And Ramadan, we have to reach the highest, and the top. And look, if we see Ramadan, the last ten nights is where we need to increase and increase more and more. Why? Because after Ramadan, even if we go less than the beginning of Ramadan, we'll be at least worshipping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as we used to do in the beginning of Ramadan, or as we used to do in Sha'ban. Not we go from nothing to everything in the first week of Ramadan then the second week we give up or the first day of Shawwal after the month of Ramadan we give up all what we used to do so we need to do as the Prophet ﷺ commended us the Prophet ﷺ when he had these people the three people who came and said one of them said I will pray the night and never sleep I will pray the whole night. The other one he said, I will fast the whole year. The third one he said, me, I'm not going to get married at all. The Prophet he went to them, and he told them, are you the people who said what you said? He said, I'm the one who fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the most. And this is real. The Prophet here is not showing off. The Prophet is saying the truth. No one fears Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala more than the Prophet. He said, But I fast and eat, and I pray at night and sleep, and I get married. He said the Prophet whoever leaves my sunnah is not from me, does not belong to me. So the Prophet sallam, is teaching us how to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala increase gradually because you will regret it one day. We know the story of Abdullah ibn Amr ibn al as when his wife complained to his father and his father came to the Prophet sallam, and the Prophet sallam, spoke to Abdullah ibn Amr ibn As. Uh, the issue with him he did not give the right of his family. Why? Was he a thief? No. Was he working and running after money day and night? No. He was worshipping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala too much. Imagine. The issue is that he was worshipping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala too much. And uh, these stories, sometimes we say them, some people, uh, we are not in that level. We should always push people to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala more and more because we will never reach that level. But still, we need, ...to teach people this very important point... ...because we don't want temporarily uh, repentance. We don't want this ibadah of one, two days... ...and going back worse than before. And this is what happens every year. People after the month of Ramadan... ...sometimes they become worse than before Ramadan... ...because we are not well prepared... ...to receive the month of Ramadan. And this is a mistake that we do every year... ...and we continue doing it. So we need... Uh, We try from these lessons. My message is to take this very important lesson. If the Prophet ﷺ spoke to this companion, Abdullah ibn Amr ibn Al-As, he was telling him to reduce the amount of fasting. Inshallah, we will have this hadith with the whole story in the next lectures. So he was telling him to reduce the amount of fasting and reduce the amount of recitation of Quran and Qiyamul layl and abdullah ibn amr ibn al as when he was uh, g- got older he regret not listening to the prophet sallallahu why because the companions and the prophet sallallahu when they start doing something they don't go less because they have the hadith of the messenger of Allah وسلم, when he told one of the companions he told him ya fulan, la mitla fulan kana allayl, He told him Oh so and so don't be like so and so one another man he used to pray at night perform Qiyamul Layl then he left Qiyamul Layl so the Prophet وسلم, blamed the other one so the companions for them they should not reduce without the permission of the Prophet sallam, as Abdullah ibn Amr ibn Ras but if they do something they will do it if for example with the, uh, the Prophet sallam, or one of the companions start praying at night the, it will be two or more they will not go less if they pray four it means four or more they will not pray two if they pray six, eight they will not pray less The Prophet used some time to reduce it to teach us that it is permissible to pray six, uh, it's allowed to pray qiyamulay six rak'ah, but most of the nights he used to pray eleven or in other narrations uh, uh, thirteen. And uh, when the companion asked him, he said, Salatul Layli, Mathna, Mathna, and Inshallah we'll have these topics about the number of raka'ah. But uh, the thing, the lesson is the Prophet ﷺ and the companions they increase in ibadah. The Prophet ﷺ, just to show you, Aisha radiallahu anha, she said, sallallahu alaihi wa sallam amila The Prophet ﷺ used when he starts doing something he fix it and he will make it and continue doing it. The Prophet, وسلم, when he starts praying, rawatib he will not pray them sometimes and leave them sometimes. He pray them, except in Safar, and the rulings of traveling are famous in the books of fiqh, and it is famous from the practice of the Prophet. The Prophet, وسلم, imagine, I will tell you this story, to show you how was the Prophet Once the Prophet وسلم, missed the two rak'ah of ratibah, that he prays after Dhuhr we know before Dhuhr 4 and after Dhuhr 2 he was busy with something he missed them so he did Qadha of these 2 Raka after Asr so from that day because he did Qadha he cannot reduce since that day for him sallallahu he started praying 2 Raka every day after Asr and some scholars have the disagreement in the books of Fiqh are we allowed to pray Taraka after Asr or not? A lot of scholars say this. Taraka was only for the Prophet Wasallam, for him only, because he cannot reduce. He did Taraka after Asr. He has to finish all his life doing Taraka after the prayer of Asr. So the Prophet Wasallam, when he does something, he either increase, not never decrease. And the companions learn this from him. So Abdullah bin Amr ibn al-As when he was listening to the Prophet and the Prophet was telling him to reduce, reduce he, the last thing that he take from the Prophet is fasting one day and eating one day. The Prophet told him don't do more than that. It's the best fasting. It's the fast of the Prophet Dawood When he got older, he said I regret I wish I listened to the Prophet when he told me fast only three days from every month. Because if I fast three days, I have the reward of fasting the whole month. And fasting one day and eating one day, it's hard for me now when I'm out. And the companions will not reduce as I was trying to explain. So it's very important for us to start increasing, to start increasing in Ibadah from now. Start fasting a few days of this month of Sha'ban and doing other uh, good deeds in this blessed month. Tomorrow, inshallah, we'll have some sayings and some examples of the pious generation, the pious predecessors in the month of Sha'ban. What they used to do, what they used to say about the month of Sha'ban. And inshallah, we'll have some rulings of fasting in the month of Sha'ban. Are we allowed to fast the whole month, or just the first half, or just the middle of the month? Insha'Allah if we are still alive We have these rulings, these lessons We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala To increase us in knowledge And to make us benefit and practice what we are learning We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala To grant us ikhlas and tawfiq And following the sunnah of the Prophet Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Allahumma aghfir lana dhunubana Wa israfana fi amrina Wa thabit aqdamana Wa Al ala alqawmi uh, I think there is a question, how about the Rawatib of Dhuhr time on Friday if someone prays Jumu'ah? Is it the same as Dhuhr in normal days? For this, Jumu'ah, as the scholars, rahimahumullah say, it doesn't have uh, ratibah. Some scholars say there are sunnah for Jumu'ah. Some of them, they said, it is in a way like replacing the ratiba of Dhuhr, Some others, they said, it's just another sunnah. So for jumua, the person who goes to uh, the mosque to pray jumua, because if, for example, in our case, in these days, we are praying uh, jumua Dhuhr because we pray it at home, we pray ratiba before and after, because we are praying dhuhr but if a person goes to the mosque, there is sunnah, that to pray two rak'ah, two rak'ah, two rak'a, doesn't matter the number of rak'ah. You pray two rak'ah, you do taslim. Two rak'ah and taslim, till the imam climb the member. So, if you arrive at 12, and the prayer is 12.30, you pray half an hour, two rak'ah, two rak'ah, till the imam uh, climb the member. If you arrive when the imam is uh, giving khutbah, you only pray tahiyya masjid. If you come before, it is sunnah that a lot of people neglect, and we said it many times in our sermons, is to pray tawrakah, tawrakah, and it was from the practice of the, pro, uh, the companions of the Prophet وسلم, as narrated in Ahadith hadith, and as Sheikh al-Islam ibn Taymiyyah said. So this is before uh, jum'a, before juma even if that time is time of Karaha because we know there are three times that we shouldn't pray uh, the first one is after Salat al-Fajr till uh, the sunrise so uh, we we'll give just example if Fajr prayer is 5 and the sunrise at 6 we pray Fajr in Jama'ah congregation or at home at 5 after uh, the time of Fajr we are not allowed to pray any sunnah except if we miss the sunnah of Fajr we do qada. but we are not allowed to pray any sunnah till around 20 minutes after the sunrise so let's say from 5 till six twenty, just to make it uh, close by minutes because uh, in a hadith it's by shadow and these things so we try to give it by minutes it's around 20 minutes after the sunrise it's the first time that we are not allowed to pray nafila this naafila disagreement between the scholars is it all nawafil or only nawafil without reason the opinion most likely nawafil without reason if you want you say I will pray Araqah for sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala you cannot pray in this time if for example you have salat istikhara which is prayer that have a reason and you need to do it in that time some scholars say you are allowed to do it so you cannot do the prayers or nawafil without reason like the extra it's called in arabic nafila mutlaqa the second time where we cannot pray nawafil mutlaqa is before zawal before the noon before dhuhr so it's nearly 20 to half an hour before the time of Dhuhr. In Jumu'ah, it is the time where before Khutbah. But in Jumu'ah, you are allowed to pray. It's uh, just in Jumu'ah. So only in Jumu'ah, we are allowed to pray these Tua Raka, when we are in the mosque waiting for the Imam to start delivering Khutbah. The third time where we cannot pray uh, extra Nawafil is after Asr here disagreement some scholars say from Asr till Maghrib all the time and the right opinion inshallah that it is before Maghrib just before Maghrib it is after Asr the time before Maghrib is uh, after uh, is before Maghrib and it is after Asr they say around half an hour before Maghrib wal'ilmu Allah for Jumu'ah we said you can pray rak'ah, two rak'ah till Imam start delivering khutbah after Jumu'ah some narrations say that the Prophet وسلم, used to pray two after Jumu'ah, two Raka'ah. Some other Ahadith say that he used to pray four Raka'ah. Hanabila said to combine, said it's best to pray six. But the right opinion as Ibn Al-Qayyim Ali Ahmatullah Sheikh Al-Islam Ibn Taymiyyah said, that the best and the practice of the Prophet وسلم, that he used to pray four in the mosque or two, if he prays at home. So when the Prophet ﷺ finished khutbah, if he does sunnah and he prays them in the mosque, he prays four. If he d- performs them at home, he prays two. So this is the sunnah of Jumu'ah. You pray before Jumu'ah till Imam climb uh, minbar and start khutbah. And after Jumu'ah, if you pray, if you want to pray sunnah in the mosque, pray four. If you pray sunnah at home, pray two. And if you follow the opinion of Hanabila 6, Wallahu a'lam but in our case, if we are not praying Jumu'ah, we are praying dhuhr in these days, till we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to remove this pandemic and remove all this bala and waba, we pray dhuhr and the rules of dhuhr apply, so we pray four before dhuhr and two after dhuhr or the opposite, Wallahu a'la wa I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to increase us in knowledge and to make us benefit from what we learn. And inshallah tomorrow we'll continue with uh, our daily lectures. And inshallah if uh, you have questions, inshallah send them and we can answer them tomorrow. Barakallahu fikum jamiaan, Subhanakallahu wa bihamdik. Ashadu an la ilaha illa ant astaghfiruka wa atubu ilayik.